Thanks for coming out, everybody. I know it's uh, this is uh, the least attended Sunday of the year every year when daylight saving time begins. It's got the lowest attendance across because you know people forget to set their clock. Of course, now we've got cell phones that automatically change, so it's harder to pull that excuse these days. But then on top of that, locally, of course, we had some uh, some snow to deal with, and so uh, got the double whammy. Daylight saving time and, and snow, so uh, if you showed up this morning, you earned yourself a, a gold star because... Uh, <laughs> so thank you for braving the weather and uh, doing that l a less hour of time to deal with and coming out anyway. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Paul Letvin. I'm one of two pastors here at Submerged Church and just want to welcome you here. Uh, this, this is, as was mentioned part four of a series I've been doing on the fruit of the spirit. We started out just kind of with an introduction and what, what is required to, to bear good fruit, what, what do we need, etc. And then the part two, I went through love, joy, and peace. Those three fruits. Part three, I went through kindness, sorry, patience, kindness, goodness. And then now we've made it to the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And uh, I'm glad Jim, you mentioned uh, the Spirit, and as I've been thinking more about this, you know, it's, it says fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't say the fruit of Paul, or the fruit of my works, or the fruit of my, of my plans and my agenda. It's, it's fruit of the Spirit. And I've even been thinking about our up gathering tonight. We've been doing up uh, United Prayer gatherings now for oh, four years. Have we completed four years and starting our fifth, something like that? Yeah, I think we've done it for four years and now we're on our, our fifth year of doing up prayer gatherings. So it's a quarterly prayer gathering once every three months that we invite people from the community, any Christ follower to come and join us to pray together. And you guys know me, I, I like to plan things. Uh, I've, I feel like I've been gifted with administration, etc., sending out emails, all those kinds of things. And other people are not like that. And But at least I try to keep things organized. But as I've been thinking about that, I've thought, you know what? I, I think I've just done too much planning, even in our prayer meetings. You know, it's like, okay, I've got this list of prayer requests ready to go and things like that. So we're, things are going to be a little bit different tonight. I really encourage you to come out. But I, I, I personally, as many of you probably have been inspired just by what, what happened at Asbury College and other revivals kind of breaking up across the nation. And I'm thinking to myself, um, well, okay, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm like, man. Why can't that happen here in Fargo? You know, a little, little, little bit of, little bit of FOMO. And, and uh, but uh, as, as I've stated to our evangelical leadership network in town and other people, uh, I, I have no desire to become great myself. One of my daily prayers, as you guys know, is keep me little and unknown, loved and prized by Christ alone. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have a, a smaller congregation to shepherd. Uh, the, the thought of being a pastor at a mega church of I would consider a mega church like 500 or more people. Uh, I know other people say, oh yeah, I've got a small church of 400 or something. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. But uh, I, I don't have any desire for that. I just want to be faithful with what God's given me. And, uh, but, but man, uh, just, uh, I would love to see God do a great move in this community. And, and he can, and he will as we cry out to him. But uh, it's that mysterious relationship between what we do and God prompting us to do things and his sovereign will and you know and all of it going together but uh I I really do believe as Al Whittinghill has said some of you guys remember him that you know God God responds uh to our to our prayers he, he does I mean look look at what you know he was going to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah you know 
as, as is. And, uh, you know, Abraham said, well, what if you can find 50 people? Okay, well, what if you can find 40 people? You know, and he kept, ta- and God, God changed. Of course, you know, that was always part of his original will. And, uh, but uh, he, he, changed, he changed his mind. He, he responded to Abraham's prayers. You know, uh, 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 Joshua, you know, like, Lord, give us more time. And the sun, the sun stood still for, for a whole day. And they, they kept fighting against the Amalekites, you know. Um, uh, so God, God responds to our prayers. And the question is, you know, is, is he going to send revival? And I think a lot of Christians and people in this nation think, oh, yeah, we're a Christian nation. God's going to protect us. And it's like, no, no, no. Uh, we have turned so far away from him. And I, I really believe unless there's a, a, a really pouring forth outcry of God's people, and that starts with us. And I think it was mentioned recently, even in our Jeremiah, Jeremiah Bible study, judgment begins with the house of God. And if we're not living lives that are becoming of Christians, why, why would we expect this nation to be moving in a good direction? So I, I just encourage each of you, myself, I need to repent, as I said, just of trying to take, take too much control. Uh, plan, planning too many things in my own hand and, and not, not leaving room for the Holy Spirit to move. So encourage you to join us tonight. I'll keep you posted if uh, it has to get moved. But my, my last update from Janine, I think she was kind of trapped in her house, but she said that the snow crews were out working. So hopefully the clubhouse will be open by tonight. But it, it's going to be different. We're, we're going to do some music. It's going to be a lot more... Um, Spirit-led, I, I pray, our, our, our prayer time tonight. So I encourage you to come and join us in prayer. That being said, the big idea today is bear and share faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Bear and share faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the big idea. The last couple times it's been whichever three fruits we're talking about. Uh, so not only do we need to be bearing good fruit as Christians, we, we should be bearing good fruit. Uh, if you look at that list right there on the right, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, if our lives are not at least somewhat consistently showing those fruits, I think it'd be a good thing to ask ourselves, man, am I, am I really in Christ? Am I really following him? If, if we're not bearing these fruit. Of course, we, we have our struggles and the sinful nature that we still war with, but as, as we're continuing to be sanctified by the Lord, we should be continuing to bear more of these fruit. And not only bear the fruit, but, but to share it with others. You know, sh- share the love of Christ with others. Share your joy with others. Uh, there's, there's some people that just more naturally are, are more at peace than other people and you're around them and like, oh, and, they, and then maybe you kind of feel more at peace when you're around this person. You know, they're just, they're just calm, relaxed. You know, I'm, I'm naturally more of a high functioning, high strung guy, you know, just on the go. And, and, and I, I really have to make an effort to allow Jesus to be working in my life. Like, okay, calm down, Paul, take a breath. Your identity is not based on your performance. It's based on what Jesus did. It's based on Jesus' performance. And I, I, I pray that every day too. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that my identity is based on Jesus' performance. Of course, God wants us to do good works, but we're not saved by good works. We're, 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 we're saved to do good works. And, and so God wants us to bear these things, and yet uh, I, I need to be open to just being at, more at peace. So, let's go through these fruits. Um, I'm going to pray once again that God uh, blesses our time and speaks to us. We'll get started. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for these faithful, brave, uh, dear brothers and sisters that came out uh, um, and had to clear some snow, no doubt, to get here. And they, uh, they had to plan last night for losing an hour. However, that was dealt with. And uh, there was 
difficulty getting here, but I just thank you for bringing the people here that came. Lord, I pray you'd bless this time. I pray that we would see fruit because of us gathering here this morning as we desire to bear the, uh, these fruits of the Spirit. Father, I pray you'd give us soft hearts today. I pray for humble attitudes. I pray for attentive ears. I pray for open minds, Lord, that we would let you change us as the song that we sang, how you, your, word, your word changes our minds. It corrects wrong attitudes, and I pray that you do that this morning with your word, Father. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. So once again, the, the theme verse, as has been last couple of weeks, I've done this series, uh, and I did a song, anybody remember the song I did for this? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 20. Hey, there we go. One of my sons finally joined in. All right, wait a So, see so ya. Yeah. Not just making this stuff up. They, they know it. They know it. Edwin Lewis Cole has a quote on faithfulness. Your faithfulness makes you trustworthy to God. Your faithfulness makes you trustworthy to God. I think the two things kind of go hand in hand. Faithfulness and, and being trustworthy. You can tr when someone proves that they've been faithful, you can trust them with things. We're going to talk about that more in detail. Uh, how are we doing with being faithful recently you know we're uh, we're coming out of this closed lockdown etc you know the la last couple three years have been kind of kind of crazy and uh, um and we, we've been facing some rough weather lately uh, have we have we been faithful as we've been trapped in our houses you know maybe some some snow days etc have we been faithful with god uh reading our, our bibles praying being silenced before him have we been faithful with others uh communicating with them encouraging them um Good things to be thinking about. God, God is faithful. So once again, why, why, sh why should we be faithful? Why should we show faithfulness, fruit of the Spirit? Well, God, God is faithful. It's part of who he is. 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lamentations 3.22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. You know, I, I used to be in a, uh, a Christian rock band called Hi Hybrid Soul. I think our music is still available on iTunes. But one of the songs we did, I think it's just called Lamentations. And, and this, uh, this verse is featured in it. But uh, uh, man, what, what great truth that is. You know, they're new every morning. So faithful. God is so faithful. We wake up, I mean, did anybody doubt this morning, and I know we can't see it because of the clouds today, but did anybody doubt that the sun would come up when you woke up this morning? You know, I, I got up early to move snow, it was dark, but, but I knew, okay, it's gonna start getting light soon because the sun always comes up. God, God's faithful. He's, he set the sun, the moon, the stars into motion, uh, and we can count on him every, every morning. His mercies are new every morning. And I, and I, love, I love this verse because... Uh, I know none of you ever have like really rough days where you completely blow everything, but I have days like that. But then I know I wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for a, a fresh start. Because I, I really messed up yesterday. And I just thank you for another gift of another day uh, to pursue you and make things right. The Lord is looking for faithful people. The Lord's looking for faithful people. You know, as I was thinking about this message this morning, 
Uh, I know many of you have probably been to different uh, places of business, mainly restaurants, other places, and it says, help wanted, help wanted, hiring now, bonus, sign-on bonus. If you stay on for a month, we'll give you this much more. Uh, I mean, we live in a day now where, man, it's, it's hard enough getting people just to show up, let, let alone, you know, be, be working hard uh, when, when they're working. You know, I, I was at a coffee shop, uh, I think it was about a week ago, and and, and uh, different times I go to this place, I notice the different baristas and, and just, uh, and, and I see a difference in their work ethic. You know, some of them kind of just do the bare minimum. They, they take the order and then they're sitting back on their phone. And then there, there's another one I notice that she keeps herself busy the whole time. I mean, she's going around, she's wiping down tables, she's pushing chairs in, things like that. And, and I saw the owner c- come in the last time and I said, hey, just, you know, she, she was helping somebody at the counter. I said, hey, just so you know, I've, you know, I've been coming here fairly regularly for a while now, you know, typically about once a week. And, and this, this girl that's working right now, I've seen her go above and beyond just about every time I've been here. So she, she's, she's a good one to hang on to. But, uh, man, even just getting people to show up to work or to, 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 to keep a job for at least a month is difficult these days. God's looking for faithful people. Psalm, Psalm 14.2, the Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Proverbs 20, verse six. Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. And I've been trying uh, to do that with, with, my, with my boys, teaching them to work hard. That, that was something that uh, I certainly can thank my parents for is they, they taught me to work really hard. My sister can attest to that. Every Saturday morning was cleaning day. We get up. We vacuum, we dust, we clean the bathrooms. Like every Saturday we did that. We, there was times we'd work on projects and it'd be literally from sunup to sundown. I remember, I think over an Easter weekend once, like that Saturday, we, we worked for 14 hours, you know, all day long. We, we, had a, we did a lefsa business uh, in, the, uh, in the fall that my mom had. And she said, okay, if you guys help with this, we'll be able to get you some nice Christmas presents. And so 14 hour day. Flip, flipping lefts all, all day long. Every once in a while, you accidentally burn one. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I have to eat that one. <laughs> oh, my mom had the best lefts up, but uh, I, was one of the, I was one of the flippers. But yeah, we, we, we learned to work hard. And uh, I've been working on my boys and telling them, hey, guess what? Uh, <laughs> if you can learn to be faithful with these tasks, like when you get older someday, like right now, if, if you just show up consistently to work, you're already going to be ahead of like 75% of people. If you show up and you do a little extra than what you're asked, you're going to get promoted like <laughs> within, within a week. <laughs> uh, you know, there just isn't a lot of good work ethic these days. You know, and of course there are exceptions. There's people that are working hard to teach their kids to work hard. But I feel like we've just become such a culture of entitlement and we, uh, people have made the government their god. And they say, yep, the government will take care of it. The government will help me. The government will give me this free handout. Where God says, work hard. You know, whatever you do, work hard is working unto the Lord, not for men. And I'll encourage my boys with that. I say, you're not working for me right now. You're working for Jesus. When I change Jesse's diapers, it's for Jesus. Yeah, do, do, it, do a good job. I don't do it as much as my wife Haley does, that's for sure. But every, one, every once in a while, I'm like, all right, new diaper. Let's do it. Here you go, Jesus. This is for you. <laughs> Doing those fun jobs. And just ha- having that attitude that everything that we do is for the Lord. He wants us to be faithful. We cannot please God without faith. We cannot please God without faith. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, 
It is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And I know I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit with, you know, there is a difference obviously between having a great faith in God and then being faithful in our tasks. Uh, they, they do go together, but uh, we can't please God without faith. Did you know there's, uh, there's two things that caused Jesus to marvel? You know what they were? So that, like he marveled. Now think about this. This is the God of the universe incarnate. He knows everything. And yet he marveled in two situations. One was in Mark chapter 6 verse 6 and it was unbelief. He marveled at the unbelief. Wow. You guys have seen me do all these miracles. You still don't believe? He, he, he marveled. I mean, just oh, think about someone marveling. They're just like, just shocked, just in awe. And the other time that Jesus marveled was in Luke uh, 7, verse 9, where there was a great faith that was demonstrated. And he just marveled at the great faith. You want to shock God? Have a great faith. Have a great faith. And he'll marvel. Our level of faithfulness affects God's blessings in our lives. Our level of faithfulness affects God's blessings in our lives. Matthew 25, 21. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Is there anyone else besides me that wants to hear that when you stand in front of the Lord someday after your life is over? I, I want to hear that, right? And it takes... Minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week after week, month after month, year after year, faithfulness. Just taking that next right step, doing the next right thing, being faithful with what God's given you in the moment. He, he's given everybody different situations, different gifts, different talents, different assets. The question is, are you being faithful with, with what God has called you to do? And man, I, I, see, I see that with my kids a lot. Like, hey, Josiah got this and I did that. I'm like, nope, you just be faithful with what I told you to do and we'll go from there. You know, let, let's see if you can handle this and then we'll see if you can handle more. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Think about that. Everything belongs to the Lord. The cattle on a thousand hills are mine. The gold and the silver are mine. You know, we, we, uh, we work our jobs, we earn a paycheck, and we think... I'm the one who worked hard. This is my money. This is my car. This is my house. Who gave you the ability to work hard? Who gave you the skills and talents and abilities to do that? God could strip everything away in a second, just like he did with Job. Job lost everything, even his health. And yet he said, naked I came from the womb, naked I will return. May the name of the Lord be praised. Are we being faithful with what God has given us with this, with this as this verse says, this, this unrighteous wealth, these, these dollars, this so-called money, which is actually fiat currency. <laughs> We're $32 trillion in debt. You guys know that. Well, on that note, 
Uh, if anybody follows Tom Shorts, I know a couple do. He, he had a really good message Saturday morning if you go to Tom Shorts on YouTube. But yeah, he, he really encouraged people don't have all your ass, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket, basically. Don't have all your assets in the bank. I don't know if you guys saw, but Silicon Valley Bank, uh, they failed on Friday. Uh, the second biggest bank collapse I think our nation has seen, uh, the other one was in 2008. But uh, word to the wise, uh, if you've got all of your money as digits in a bank account, I'd encourage you to consider some other options uh, because it's not going to last forever. Uh, are, are we being faithful with what God has given us? Of course, that's going to look different for everybody. I'm not your financial advisor. Uh, Bob has done lots of financial advising in the past, so if, if you if you want some uh, want some ideas on that, um, if you really uh, treat him nicely, he might give you a couple tips. But uh, he he's he's really blessed me in, in making wise investments, things like that. But uh, you got uh, the the writing's on the wall, church. Our, our economy is collapsing. I uh, really, really encourage you to think about how, how can I be faithful with what God's given me and make sure that when my bank fails, I'm not <laughs> panicking like, like everyone else that, that only has numbers on a screen. Uh, just, just something wise to think about in, in being faithful with what God has given us. Anyway, but once again, I'm not your financial advisor. You'll have to do what's right for you. Uh, question to ask yourself, what steps can I take in being more faithful and having greater faith? What steps can I take in being more faithful and having greater faith? Good question to reflect on. All right, moving on. Gentleness, next one. Um, this is, in my opinion, this is probably the one I need to work on the most uh, still. I mean, I, I need to work on all of them, but I think this one's a big one. Max Licato, I choose gentleness. Nothing is won by force. I choose to be gentle. If I raise my voice, may it only be in praise. If I clench my fist... May it only be in prayer. If I make a demand, may it be only of myself. Kind of sounds like one of those Irish proverbs, doesn't it? <laughs> if I raise my voice, may it only be in praise. If I clench my fist, may it be only in prayer. <laughs> oh, I love St. Patrick's Day coming up here. Anyway, um, good, good quote. Oh, man. I need to raise my voice in prayer and not in anger. Uh, something I need to work on. Gentleness. Like a shepherd, our God is gentle. Like a shepherd, our God is gentle. Isaiah 40, verse 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. I'm trying to remember the situation, but I, I know there was uh, uh, a woman I, who I greatly respect. She's kind of been a spiritual mom to me growing up, uh, but she, she shared this verse with me in regard to just take, taking care of my wife, Haley, and especially when she's pregnant, especially with young children. You know, I'm, I'm a high-strung guy. Go, go, go. When we go on trips, I'm like, come here. you know, in the, the airport, e even in my last trip I took, you know, in the airport with Haley, and I've got stuff. I'm like, come on, Haley. You know, she, she's got, she's got Jesse, and, uh, you know, I'm always like, oh, let's go, and, and I, I need to learn to be, okay, I need to slow down. Uh, carry them in the bosom, gent gently lead those that are with young. That's something I, I need to, to grow in and just go, going at a slower pace, just being more gentle, sensitive to where other people are, are at. Philippians 4, 5. Our gentleness should be evident, evident to all. Our gentleness should be evident to all. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Is it obvious to others that you're a gentle person? 
And I've already admitted, I know that's something I need to grow in. In fact, I've been confronted on that a couple times as of late. Just good reminders. Okay. Calm down, Paul. Just, you're, you're fast, you're loud, you're harsh. You need to be more gentle. And, uh, and so I, I would say for me, it's, it's maybe, maybe not so evident. You know, some people might, I was actually speaking to uh, some ladies at the Perry Center on Monday last week, and we were talking about some fruits of the spirit. And I, and I shared with them, yeah, you guys might be surprised by this, but uh, yep, I inherited some, some harshness. It's, uh, it's a, uh, a trait that has gone back. Um, I have a sign. hanging above our piano. And it says, uh, dance at Vic Johnson's every Friday. Uh, the, my, uh, my great-grandfather, Vic Johnson, used to have a, a dance down at his, his Cheyenne Ranch. Uh, this would have been kind of near the Laverne, Sibley area. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but along the Cheyenne River. And they, they, they would have a dance every Friday there. And I've got this big sign. It's, it's, pre it's pretty cool. You know, people would say, oh, that's a cool vintage sign, whatever. But, you know, and just seeing Vic Johnson's name up there and, and I, I, you know, I've heard, heard stories about how he was, a, he was a hard, harsh man. And my grandpa Gerald was a hard, harsh man. And my mom and my, you know, bo both my parents uh, came from families where there was just, you know, they're out on the farm. And it's like, you got to get stuff done, get your act together. We, you know, and there's just, just lot, lots, of, lots of yelling, a lot of harsh tones and, um, in fact, there was a family that my mom started driving uh, potatoes and beets for. Uh, this, this was shortly, or actually it was, it was before she came to Christ. This probably would have been like early 90s. And she, was, she, she marveled that these farmers, they didn't yell at each other. They didn't get angry. Tractors would break down. they like, okay, oh, we got to fix, you know. And she, she was just shocked because what she grew up with is like, <laughs> Something goes wrong. You're not doing your part on the farm. You get yelled at. You get sworn at. You get you know you get a licking. Whatever the case is. So she just marveled at this family that wasn't like that. And sure, she, she found out later. Wow, this is this is a Christian family. They had a relationship with Jesus Christ. They followed him. And and, and that that was part of what drew my mom to the Lord because she's like, wow, there can actually be a farming operation going on. <laughs> that isn't full of yelling and harsh words and, 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 and problems. And that, and that was amazing. Uh, so, so God did a great change in her life. Of course, it wasn't until I was nine years old. And, and now I, by the grace of God, am, am fighting that same sin so that it's not getting passed on to my kids. And, I, and I've noticed even once in a while, my, my, my children speaking harshly. And, oh, man, isn't that like a dagger to the heart? I'm thinking, okay. And, and, I, and I've talked. My kids, like, hey, let's let's work on this together. Let's let's break this generational sin. It's a lot of work, but not impossible with uh, with the Holy Spirit working. I want my gentleness to be evident to all. Uh, it, it needs to especially be evident in our words. Proverbs fifteen one and four: A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Think about that. A soft answer turns away wrath. When someone's all worked up, and you can speak calmly and gently to them diffuses their anger pretty quickly in most cases a gentle tongue is a tree of life but perverseness in it breaks the spirit husbands and men in general may, may need extra precaution 
Colossians 3.19. This, this was the verse I shared with the ladies at the Perry Center. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Contrary to popular belief, there is a difference between men and women. God, God made us very differently, right down to our DNA. And for some reason, there is no verse in the Bible that says, Wives, love your husbands and do not be harsh with them. This is a specific command that's given to husbands, that's given to men. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Doesn't mean that ladies can't be harsh, but I, I, I tend to think it's maybe something that tends to be more of a, a, a male issue in general. And I tell you what, with the seven ladies that I shared that with on Monday at the Perry Center, all of them were nodding. All of them came from households where the father was harsh. Or whoever the male figure was in their life was harsh. Is gentleness evident in my words and actions toward others? Is gentleness evident in my words and actions toward others? Good question. Lastly, self-control. Self-control. The, the first key to self-control is giving control to God. That's the, that's the first key. The first key to self-control is giving control to God. The more you try to rule your life, the more you will ruin your life. The more you try to rule your life, the more you will ruin your life. Romans 12.1 I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We've got to come to that point of surrender. Okay, Lord, I, I, I can't control myself. <laughs> so I, I relinquish control to you. Please work in me, Holy Spirit. If, if self, now listen to this carefully, if self-control we lack, we are open to attack. As far as I'm aware, this is an original quote that God spoke to me. If self-control we lack, we are open to attack. Proverbs 25, 28, this is another verse song we've done with our family. A man without self-control is like a city broken in to and left without walls. Proverbs 25, 28. Hey, way to go, guys. So, that, so that, that's another one. Yeah, we quote that one a couple times a week at our house. All right, self-control. Need more self-control. Do you want to be a city with broken down walls? With the enemy ready just to waltz right in and conquer you? Because when we lack self-control, that's, that's, that's where we're at. You're like a city whose walls have been broken down and you are open for attack when we lack self-control. Especially as Christians. And, and I know we live in a, an era now where there is just growing exponentially hostility, anger towards conservative Christians who are clinging to the word of God. It's good to debate, it's good to speak truth, but if, you, if you're the one who gets angry or drops that swear word or whatever, guess what, you, you lost. <laughs> you lost. But we, 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 need, we need to be, uh, especially as Christians, show, showing self-control. You know, a lot of people, you know, if, if you're not in Christ, what are you being controlled by? Your, your flesh, you're, you're, you're a slave to your sin. 
But we as Christians, we, we have that option. Like, I can choose to walk in the Spirit, or I can choose to cave to my flesh. And that can be very difficult if we haven't been training ourselves, if we haven't been reading our Bibles, if we haven't been praying, if we haven't been memorizing God's Word, if we haven't been fellowshipping with other believers, uh, it, it will be a lot more difficult for you to show that self-control self -control when that situation arises. You guys have probably heard, heard the saying that, you know, we're, we're kind of like... We're kind of like a glass, I, I'm, I'm kind of messing this up, but we're, we're kind of like a glass of liquid. You know, what, what, when, you get, when you get bumped, what comes out of you? You know, are, are, you, are, you, filled, are you filled with the spirit? So the spirit comes flowing out of you when that, when that glass gets, gets bumped and spilling out or, or does something else spill out of you when you get bumped? So, something to think about. We must rely on God for self-control and lead disciplined lives. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So this is true. When we, when we face temptation, if you're in Christ, God, God will give you a way out of that temptation. Now you've probably heard the saying, God will never give you more than you can handle. False. 2 Corinthians Chapter 1 said that they, they, they did have more than they could handle, even to the point of death. But it wasn't more than God can handle. It was, it was this, this trial that they were going through was to teach them to become more reliant on God. So will God allow trials in your life that are more than you can handle? Yes. Look at what happened to Job once again. Everything was stripped away from him. If that happened to me right now, I'd like to say I'd just go skipping along, following with my faith in Jesus, but I, I don't know, you know. But that'd be something I'd really hope I've rooted myself deeply enough in the Lord uh, that I'd be able to handle that with his strength, not mine, of course. So, so God will give us more than we can handle when it comes to trials. When it comes to temptations, this is true. He, he won't allow you to be tempted more than what you can bear. Okay, so, so when it comes to being tempted by your, by your own flesh or the evil one, there's always a way out. He promises that. 1 Corinthians 9.27, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Um, if self-control is something you want to work on, when we deny our flesh, our physical body, of things that it wants or desires, even if those things are not bad in and of themselves and in moderation, but, but it, when we do that, when we deny ourselves, it also teaches us to deny you know, sinful things that we might say or think or do. So uh, even this Lenten season right now, perhaps some of you have, have given up something for Lent. Maybe you're fasting from something. Uh, could be social media. Some people give up coffee, things like that. Th those are good things to do because then it's like, okay, man, I really want that cup of coffee, but I gave it up for these 40 days because I want to be honoring to the Lord. And, and as, as we train our physical bodies, then that also trains us how to say no uh, to, to the to the the spiritual things, the, these, uh, you know, that will, that will bring, down, bring, our, bring our spirit down, those, these temptations, um, if, that, if that makes sense. So I, I, encourage, I encourage you, tra train, train your physical body, exercise, go on walks, uh, deny yourself of that special treat or chocolate or cookie or whatever it is from time to time. Or, you know, go, go a week without going on this particular social media, whatever it is. And, and, and as you teach your, yourself to deny those things, it becomes easier to deny Thing, things that are straight up sinful as we train ourselves. It, and it teaches us, teaches us self-control. Um, good quote by Josh McDowell. 
He said, when you give in to your cravings, you give up on your reasoning. When you give in to your cravings, you give up on your reasoning. In what specific area do I lack self-control and need to ask for God's help giving control to God? I'm sure each of us could probably think, think of something. Um, but let's trust God. Let's give control to God so that, so that we can ha- have that self-control. Um, I think we'll end there for, for today. Once again, the big idea is bear and share faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Bear and share faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, and don't forget, we do have the up prayer gathering tonight, so if you can make it out for that, uh, I think it'll be a good, good time to really turn our hearts towards the Lord, hopefully with some other people from the community who, whom I've invited. Um, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll close with, uh, with one last song here. Father, thank you so much for this time that we could be in your word. Lord, I pray that you'd help each of us to better bear and share these fruits of the Spirit. We can't do it without your help. Uh, Holy Spirit, I I just pray that we'd open ourselves to you, we'd surrender ourselves to you, allow you to work in us, allow you to control our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions. Oh Lord, I pray you'd grow me. In being more gentle, I pray that it would be evident to all so that when people think, oh yeah, Paul, he, he's, he's such a kind, gentle guy. I, I don't think that's what people think of me, right? I, I don't think of myself that way. Lord, I just pray you grow, grow me in just being, uh, being uh, more gentle. Give me more self-control. Help me to be faithful in what you've called me to do, Father. Pray for each of us here. Pray that you would uh, move in us, uh, convict us. How can we better trust you today to grow us in bearing these fruits of the Spirit? Uh, We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.